This millennial is worth five hundred million dollars. Hey, that's half a billion. That'd be pretty cool. So, how this twenty-nine-year-old went from yacht skipper to founder of a five hundred million software startup? The breakdown. Hanon Renner was twenty-five when he set up Personio, a software startup looking to take the myriads of Boring admin tasks and piles of paper out of human resources. Before he became a tech entrepreneur, Renner was a student at Germany's Technical University of Munich, where he had an unusual job to accompany his college studies. The only job I had next to my studies was being a skipper of sailing yachts. Renner, now twenty-nine, told CNBC in an interview. Renner's skipper gig took him around the world, from the Mediterranean to the Caribbean. But he stresses he didn't drop out of college—a familiar tale from the U.S. tech industry, where the likes of Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and Mark Zuckerberg left school before they could collect their diplomas. Instead, he decided to complete. His degrees and began Personio with a group of three friends from a joint institution run by Munich's two main universities. Renner says he found the inspiration to start Personio after one of his friends, who at the time was chief technology officer of a company with 100 employees, was having trouble organizing recruitment and payroll processes without any dedicated software. They had a problem with having all their people's data in an Excel sheet. Runner says, while Microsoft spreadsheet software can be a good way of organizing data, Runner said it wasn't enough to solve many of the bread and butter processes involved in HR. What we really cover are the bread and butter things that every company needs, but that are really hard to do with pen and paper and an Excel sheet. Runner said. As you can imagine, with an onboarding process, there's a lot of information you have to get from an employee. Personia's platform offers a suite of tools to help manage and automate everything from job application tracking to payroll accounting and employee feedback. Over four years since it was founded, Renner's company is now a near $500 million startup, thanks to a fresh. Seventy-five million funding run led by U.S. venture capital firm Excel, with the latest investment, a Series C round. Personia has now raised over a hundred and twenty-nine million dollars from its investors, which also include Lightspeed and Lars Dalgard, the CEO of rival SAP's Success Factors. And Renner Bose's firm didn't even have to go out. Pitching investors for the latest cash injection, we weren't planning to raise yet," he said. Adding, Personia was instead approaching, approached by new and existing backers. He said the firm still has about fifty percent of the money it raised from its latest round a year ago. Enterprise software firms have been hot acquisition targets of late, with companies like GitHub and Red Hat being snapped up by Microsoft and IBM. Respectively, in recent years, last year also saw a huge number of software companies list their shares on the public markets. Now, some of Personia's direct rivals include software upstarts Bob 
and Charlie HR, but is also up against competition from established enterprise tech giants like Salesforce, Oracle, and SAP. Renner said that Personio's unique selling point is that it specifically targets small to medium-sized businesses that employ between 10 and 2,000 employees. Companies like SAP and Oracle will always be focused on the enterprise space, the BMWs of the world, said Renner. We are trying to help those companies that currently don't have solutions in the market tailored to their needs. With another $75 million in the bank, Personia says it plans to use the money to expand to the UK and Ireland as well as ramp up hiring. It's already grown to 350 employees in 2020 from 120 last year. Renner said it is set to have a global workforce of 700 people by the end of the year. Subscribe if you found this helpful for weekly business and personal finance content. Learn the four steps to make money online. In the description of the episode, hit the like. It helps the episode hit the bell to stay notified check out fortyinbox.com feel free to leave a comment and share it and you can learn step by step how to make money with courses or make a profitable course in the description of this episode and get a free stock in the description by joining Robinhood if you haven't done that already now the thing that you really gotta understand about this right is that you have to understand that there are some issues with this whole sort of business model. Now, either way, congratulations to him. He has founded a pretty massive company. That being said, I personally don't like the idea of one taking investment from other people and not really having that much to really show for it, right? Because if you think about it, right? So we put it down where after this funding, right? So yeah, let's go back into it, right? So Personia has now raised over 129%, 129 million from its investors, right? And recently did 75 million. But he said the firm still has about 50% of the money it raised from its latest round a year ago. Okay, that means they spent 50% of the money that they raised last year. To me, that is crazy, right? Like you're spending millions and millions of dollars on what? Like, what are you spending all that money on? Are you spending money on advertising to get more customers? Are you spending money on just infrastructure? Because to me, the thing that's going to matter the most is getting the customers so that you could grow your actual business, right? Like the way that I look at it is, now I don't use Twitter, but I like how small the team is with Twitter. Like Twitter, I think, is a very, very small team of employees, and I think really only one office. I believe that's the case, and I think they're all in just California somewhere, right? So that check doors, they could just walk to the place and all that. Now... The reason why I like that is because you want something that is very minuscule in operation costs so that you could have the highest profit margins ever, right? 
You want to maximize profit margins while also delivering a great product so that you could then serve more and more people. Now, another example of this is if you've heard him before, he's called Dave Ramsey, right, of the Dave Ramsey Show on literally any podcast program, platform, whatever, and he's a massive radio show host. But he is someone that created a company literally on a table inside his kitchen, and that's how he started his company, and it's a financial education company. He helps people get out of debt. He has a nine-figure company, and he doesn't owe anyone anything, right? He didn't take investments from anyone. He certainly has sponsors because it's like a radio show, right? It is a kind of like entertainment show, so... He gets a lot of viewers, a lot of listeners. I mentioned this in the previous episode where he makes like $10 million just off of his podcast alone. But he has a nine-figure company, not owing anyone anything, not sharing his company with anyone other than his family members that he's basically going to be gifting his kids as long as they don't screw up. So that's the type of business you want. You don't really necessarily want something like this guy, like this millennial who takes all this funding from multiple different sources because unless you're going to be here for long term or you're going to be like bought in maybe a five to ten year time range so that you can like make a massive massive exit unless you're planning on doing that this sort of business model is just something that i see with a lot of red flags because so many things can go wrong with it And there's really not that much upside even for the investors unless they get sold, like unless they get bought by a massive corporation. And I don't really understand any company that would really buy this with such a high valuation, right? Like I just don't see that. Like I don't see like Google or Facebook or really any company really spending this amount of money for this sort of service. Because, I mean, there's probably other services out there similar to this that are far less valued than this. So they could probably buy it for like $50 instead of, really, if they were to try to buy this and the people would try to like make a huge exit, they'll try to sell it for like $700 or $800 or even a billion dollars. But I just don't see any company doing that unless they were to, make some crazy strides with their programming where it's so automated that the company doesn't really need to do anything where it saved them so much money. That's the only way I could see them making a really good exit out of this. Now, that being said, I'm not some sort of expert at selling massive companies because obviously I don't have experience with that. But I have seen many times in the news where companies have had millions and if not hundreds of millions of dollars in funding and then within five years they literally go to nothing their company is literally worth nothing they haven't even sold a product i remember reading a story years ago where a company had 20 million dollars in funding and in 10 years never sold one single product right or did not really serve even one single customer with a service, right? That's not good. 
You don't got a business unless you're serving to someone or selling something. Like you have to do that. You got to have revenue starting to come in. Even if you're at a loss, you need revenue coming in so that you could make adjustments to that so that you could eventually become profitable. Like with Tesla, right? Tesla is worth a massive amount. They just recently became profitable, I believe, which is why their stock went so high up. Now, they were in the red for a long time, but they were growing the company at a very large scale to get to the point where they could actually turn into a profitable business, right? So you can see what they were doing, how they were doing it, but they were also getting revenue. They were getting sales. They had a lot of people backing them with like cold, hard cash, basically, right? Same thing with like, think about the Uber, uh, the Cybertruck, right? People committed money, basically giving Tesla a free loan of millions and millions and millions of dollars, a free loan of that, okay? That's not the case with this company. You have investors investing into the company for a certain percentage of the company, but I really haven't seen anything that really shows that they're making a lot of revenue, a lot of sales, a lot of profit. I don't really see anything about that from this company. Now, obviously, maybe if I dug way more into it, I could probably find something that would have a better understanding of this. The only thing is don't focus on trying to like raise money if you're trying to like create a company. Just create something and try to sell something because you need money coming in. Whether you're a single person business or you're trying to make a massive company, you got to sell something or provide a service that people will pay for. You got to have someone paying you something at the very least. Because think about it, right? You can literally go rent a lawnmower for like, I don't know, maybe 20 bucks a day, 40 bucks a day. Have extra cash for like gas. And you can go knock on your neighborhood and literally start a lawn mowing business in the next hour or so started getting sales, started getting revenue, and you just grow that to the point where you could have a profit, and you just scale that up, get more people, and then bam, what do you know? You got a lawn mowing business literally within a month's time, right? So that's the thing. Don't overcomplicate this stuff. Like to have a business, to really make money doing anything, you got to get sales or you got to get people paying you and the same thing could be said for like, let's say that you create a YouTube channel and you're solely focused on creating like a YouTube channel as like a business, right? You don't need any money to create a YouTube channel. If you got a phone, you could do like the selfie thing, record yourself and create literally a YouTube business just from your phone. Now, I found literally the perfect example of this where you could create a six-figure business on your phone having maybe a friend record you, okay? Like just following you around, vlogging what you're doing. And a perfect example of this is that you could actually go search this on YouTube and the channel is called Whistling Diesel, right? I stumbled upon this after watching a YouTuber called Street Speed 717 I like watching his content once in a while, obviously because I like supercars, trucks, all that kind of stuff. But 
I started to notice that the person that he was talking to started YouTube channel, like started his own YouTube channel. They were talking about it. And I checked out that guy's channel because what I was seeing from Street Speed 717 video was that his buddy that he was talking to, like the buddy of the guy that he was talking to, was recording that guy with an iPhone 11. Okay? He didn't have some sort of like really expensive camera. He had an iPhone 11, probably his main phone, right? And then I started to notice and check out the guy's channel, Whistling Diesel, and I noticed for every single video, that is the format of it, where they do the thumbnail, probably just taking a photo with their camera on their phone, and then also doing basically just a vlog style of the guy recording the whistling diesel guy with the iPhone 11 for like 20, 30 minutes per episode. Not on every episode, but for the most episodes. And that guy has like 700,000 views on one video, a million something on another video, 3 million on another video, 500,000, 200,000, 500,000. Recently, the guy bought like a $100,000 Ford pickup truck, like a 100,000 fully customized lifted pickup truck, right? So that's the thing that you got to understand. It's like, don't overcomplicate these things, right? Like you could literally go there, create a business on hardly any cash, like using YouTube. And as long as people start to watch your videos, you can start making a lot of money, right? Now, obviously that varies depending on each person. For example, my YouTube channel technically doesn't make any money from people watching it because it's not monetized, right? So I haven't reached that threshold, but I still sell products, right? My podcast actually makes money, which is funny because I have more people listening to that than my YouTube channel. But either way, you got to understand that the whole point is to maximize the amount of profit that you will make not how much money you could just raise from other people, right? So that's all I wanted to say about this. Hopefully this was kind of helpful to you or interesting. It's still pretty interesting to see what people do for their businesses, right? Because I see this like kind of like a routine a lot where people get funding and then either do it really well or completely screw up. So I just thought I'd share this with you found it very interesting and i'll see you in a future episode peace out and make sure to uh, maybe leave a comment as to how you make money or maybe if you find like an article or something dm us on instagram at 40 inbox with a pretty interesting article like a link or something and we'll go check it out and turn it into an episode because it's just fun and it's pretty interesting to see different ways that people can go make money